0: This is Puritan's Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, Episode 7 of The Life of David Brainerd by Jonathan Edwards. June 14 Felt somewhat of the sweetness of communion with God and the constraining force of his love. Admirably, it captivates the soul and makes all the desires and affections center in God. I set apart this day for secret fasting and prayer to entreat God to direct and bless me with regard to the great work which I have in view of preaching the gospel and that the Lord would return to me and individually show me the light of his countenance. Had little life and power in the forenoon, near the middle of the afternoon, God enabled me to wrestle ardently in intercession for absent friends. But just at night, the Lord visited me marvelously in prayer. I think my soul never was in such an agony before. I felt no restraint, for the treasures of divine grace were opened to me. I wrestled for absent friends, for the ingathering of souls, for multitudes of poor souls, and for many that I thought were the children of God in many different places. I was in such an agony from half an hour before sunset till near dark that I was all over wet with sweat, but yet. It seemed to me that I had wasted away the day and had done nothing. Oh, my dear Savior did sweat blood for poor souls. I longed for more compassion toward them. Felt still in a sweet frame under a sense of divine love and grace and went to bed in such a frame with my heart set on God. June 15th had the most ardent longings after God. At noon, in my secret retirement, I could do nothing but tell my dear Lord, in a sweet calm, that He knew I desired nothing but Himself, nothing but holiness, that He had given me these desires, and He only could give me the thing desired. I never seemed to be so unhinged from myself, and to be so wholly devoted to God. My heart was swallowed up in God most of the day. In the evening, I had such a view of the soul being, as it were, enlarged to contain more holiness that it seemed ready to separate from my body. I then wrestled in an agony for divine blessings, had my heart drawn out in prayer for some Christian friends beyond what I ever had before. I feel differently now from what I ever did under any enjoyments before, more engaged to live to God forever and less pleased with my own frames. I am not satisfied with my frames, nor feel at all more easy after such strugglings than before for it seems far too little if I could always be so. Oh, how short do I fall of my duty in my sweetest moments. June 18. Considering my great unfitness for the work of the ministry, my present deadness and total inability to do anything for the glory of God that way, finding myself very helpless, and at a great loss, what the Lord would have me to do. I set apart this day for prayer to God and spent most of the day in that duty, but was amazingly deserted most of the day. Yet I found God graciously near once in particular, while I was pleading for more compassion for immortal souls. My heart seemed to be opened at once, and I was enabled to cry with great ardency for a few minutes. Oh, I was distressed to think that I should offer such dead, cold services to the living God. My soul seemed to breathe after holiness a life of constant devotedness to God. But I am almost lost sometimes in the pursuit of this blessedness and ready to sink because I continually fall short and miss of my desire. Oh, that the Lord would help me to hold out yet a little while until the happy hour of deliverance comes. June thirty spent this day alone in the woods in fasting and prayer, underwent the most dreadful conflicts in my soul. I saw myself so vile that I was ready to say, I shall now perish by the hand of Saul. I thought that I had no power to stand for the cause of Christ, but was almost afraid of the shaking of a leaf. Spent almost the whole day in prayer, incessantly. I could not bear to think of Christians showing me any respect. I almost despaired of doing any service in the world. I could not feel any hope or comfort respecting the heathen, which used to afford me some refreshment in the darkest hours of this nature. I spent the day in bitterness of soul. Near night, I felt a little better, and afterward, enjoyed some sweetness in secret prayer. July 1 Had some enjoyment in prayer this morning, and far more than usual in secret prayer tonight, and desired nothing so ardently as that God should do with me just as he pleased. July 2 Felt composed in secret prayer in the morning. My desires ascended to God this day as I was traveling. Was comfortable in the evening. Blessed be God for all my consolations. July 3. My heart seemed again to sink. The disgrace I was laid under at college seemed to damp my spirits. As it opens the mouths of opposers, I had no refuge but in God. Blessed be his name that I may go to him at all times and find him a present help. Lord's Day, July 4 Had considerable assistance, in the evening I withdrew and enjoyed a happy season in secret prayer. God was pleased to give me the exercise of faith and thereby brought the invisible and eternal world near to my soul, which appeared sweetly to me. I hoped that my weary pilgrimage in the world would be short, and that it would not be long before I should be brought to my heavenly home and Father's house. I was resigned to do God's will, to tarry His time, to do His work and suffer His pleasure. I felt thankfulness to God for all my pressing desertions of late, for I am persuaded that they have been made a means of making me more humble and much more resigned. I felt pleased to be little, to be nothing, and to lie in the dust. I enjoyed life and consolation in pleading for the dear children of God and the kingdom of Christ in the world. And my soul earnestly breathed after holiness and the enjoyment of God. Oh, come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. July 29. I was examined by the association met at Danbury as to my learning and also my experience in religion, and received a license from them to preach the gospel of Christ. Afterward, felt much devoted to God, joined in prayer with one of the ministers, my peculiar friend, in a convenient place, and went to bed, resolving to live devoted to God all my days. Chapter 3. From his being licensed to preach till he was commissioned as a missionary. July 30 to November 25, 1742. July 30, 1742. Road from Danbury to Southbury. Preached there from 1 Peter 4 8. <clears throat> Had much of the comfortable presence of God in the exercise. I seemed to have power with God in prayer and power to get hold of the hearts of the people in preaching. August 12, near Kent. This morning and last night I was exercised with sore inward trials. I had no power to pray, but seemed shut out from God. I had in a great measure lost my hopes of God sending me among the heathen afar off and of seeing them flock home to Christ. I saw so much of my vileness that I wondered that God would let me live and that people did not stone me, much more that they would never hear me preach. It seemed as though I never could preach anymore. Yet, about nine or ten o'clock, the people came over and I was forced to preach. And blessed be God, he gave me his presence and spirit in prayer and preaching, so that I was much assisted and spake with power from Job 14.14. Some Indians residing here cried out in great distress, and all appeared greatly concerned after we had prayed and exhorted them to seek the Lord with constancy, and hired an Englishwoman to keep a kind of school among them, we came away. Lord's Day, August 15, felt much comfort and devotedness to God this day. At night, it was refreshing to get alone with God and pour out my soul. Oh, who can conceive of the sweetness of communion with the blessed God, but those who have experience of it. Glory to God forever that I may taste heaven below. August 17, exceedingly depressed in spirit, it cuts and wounds my heart to think how much self-exaltation, spiritual pride, and warmth of temper I have formerly intermingled with my endeavors to promote God's work, and sometimes I long to lie down at the feet of opposers and confess what a poor, imperfect creature I have been and still am. The Lord forgive me and make me, for the future, wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Afterward, enjoyed considerable comfort and delight of soul. August nineteenth, this day, being about to go from Mr. Bellamy's at Bethlehem, where I had resided some time, I prayed with him and two or three other Christian friends. We gave ourselves to God with all our hearts to be His for ever. Eternity looked very near to me while I was praying. If I never should see these Christians again in this world, It seemed but a few moments before I should meet them in another world. This concludes Episode 7 of Jonathan Edwards' The Life of David Brainerd.